Hi, this is Susie McGrath. I play Tam Rivor in Star Wars Resistance, and you're listening to Radio Dakar. Broadcasting across the galaxy, you're listening to Radio Dakar, a Star Wars podcast dedicated to Resistance, The Mandalorian, and more. Alright, hello everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of Radio Dakar. I'm your host, Doug Brooks, and this is my review of Star Wars The Clone Wars, Season 7, Episode 5, Gone with a Trace. Uh, We have wrapped up the Bad Batch arc, and we are now following Ahsoka after her uh, leaving the Jedi Order and meeting up with her friends, well, Meeting up with the Martez sisters. I don't know if they're exactly friends yet, but we'll talk about that. Uh, so this episode is was written by Dave Filoni and Charles Murray and directed by Saul Ruiz and Kyle Dunleavy. And I, I like I don't usually talk about the newsreel that starts out at the episode, but I liked this one because if if you watch them in order you have to go back to season five to the last time we saw Ahsoka and about her story where she left the order. So given that that aired as of the time this episode came out seven years ago, uh, it's, it, it was a really good recap. That way you don't have to, you know, if you haven't seen it in a while, it's okay. Uh, but this episode starts out on Coruscant. Um, Ahsoka's, uh, it's undetermined amount of time, but she's been on her own. And um, she goes down into um, 1313, which, uh, if you follow Star Wars, um, it's just like a lower level. It represents like the the 13th level up from the core. Is, um, I mean, Coruscant. Is huge, and it's you know of course it's all city. Uh, my son, little Han, keeps asking, "How if you fall? How fall? How far down do you fall?" I'm like pretty far, you know. They built the city on top of itself, you know. So it's at least thirteen, thirteen <laughs> stories tall. Um, uh, for you know, I, I didn't know that much about it, but for those of you who don't know, they they were going to do a thirteen, thirteen game about bounty hunters. That was supposed to come out in, around the time of the Disney purchase, so it kind of, kind of shelved. It has been referenced uh, in other episodes of the Clone Wars and uh, was in Dark Disciple, which is based on a uh, Clone Wars script. So it, it it's an interesting, you know, while there's a war going on and the show is called Clone Wars, it's an interesting look at the lower level and how their people are dealing with it. Um, I, I did like Ahsoka's outfit. Uh, very blue collar, almost look like you know work clothes. Like she's she's a mechanic or something, and she's kind of having to be at this point. Uh, and then we get the um, where her speeder breaks down. So we yeah, a little bit of a redo of the speeder chase in um, Attack of the Clones, where she's zipping by all the all the ships. Uh, going around Coruscant, but this is, you know, going down 
uh, to the lower levels. Um, you know, that, that's one of the neat things about 1313 and the way they can animate it. You know, because it's so far down, it's perpetually dark and artificially lit. Uh, you know, they don't get any sunlight. Um, and then we get that shot later, which is really great of Ahsoka looking back up um, at the um, at the you know the top of the hole where where you know where she was from. You know, is she looking even further into end outer space? Um, almost a bit of a hint of Ray and the Rise of Skywalker, but you know she's thinking about that life she left behind. And, you know, it's a totally different world down here. I wanted to start singing um, the song from the South Park movie with that Satan thing about um, up there. If you haven't seen that movie, you need to. Uh, I'm not going to repeat it here because it's really, like, bad language. Um, so because of her uh, bike breaking down, she meets uh, Trace Mar Martez, prayed played by Brigitte Cully, and later on uh, her sister Rafa, played by Elizabeth Rodriguez. So, you know, Ahsoka has to get her bike fixed, and, you know, she hasn't yet formed a friendship totally with these people, but, uh, you know, the, we'll see what comes of that. we still got three episodes left with uh, these characters. Oh, one thing I liked was that there's a growing theme in Star Wars of why, why are you helping me? You know, because, you know, Trace and Ahsoka talked about it, um, you know, Finn and Poe in The Force Awakens. Um, oh, we got a little bit of that in Battlefront 2 um, with Luke and one, uh, his name escapes me, but he's in Inferno Squadron um, when they're on... Um, Anyway, it's in Battlefront 2. I'm blanking on there right now. Um, so, in the theme of helping people is... I mean, it's constant throughout Star Wars. Um, but, you know, what people's answer is can tell you a lot about them. So I thought that was interesting here. You know, as they're talking, you know, we find out, you know... Trace thinks the Jedi started the Clone Wars and they're policing everything and not caring about the little people down there. So that's really interesting to see that that's a... You know, people are starting to think that now. And it's not just post-war propaganda that Palpatine put out to suppress the, the Jedi and make people forget about them. You know, those seeds were already planted. People are already thinking they're being neglected while the Jedi go off to fight their war and that they made, apparently. So I, I like that, that they put that in, made it make you think about it. So like any good underworld, you know, back alley type story, we've got... Like, you know, guy looking for his money. And then in this, in this case, it's Pintu, played by Bobby Moynihan, who, um, well, you know, you'll recognize uh, from Star Wars Resistance as Orca. Um, and 
Bobby is immensely talented and, um, you know, he's Louie on DuckTales and from Saturday Night Live. So it, it, uh, that's one, one neat thing about these episodes coming out now. They, they get to use talent they worked with in recent years. So it was really cool to see Bobby go from resistance to this. I bet he enjoyed getting to add that to his list of work. He's a huge, huge, huge Star Wars fan and extremely nice guy. He, um, if you haven't listened to my resistance reviews, he, he was nice enough to send me an autographed, uh, a couple of autographs and a book for a little Han to enjoy. Uh, so when, when, when Pintu's there with his two thugs, I really liked how Ahsoka's fighting them off in the background while Trace is watching. And that reminded me a lot of resistance in the type of uh, visual humor that they went for. So, yeah, that, that was really cool. And, you know, Ahsoka, I mean, she's trying really hard not to act like a Jedi, but she has to prove that she's she can hold up for her own. Uh, so then we uh, get a new set. Uh, we get a laundromat where we meet Rafa for the first time. And uh, was uh, surely I'm not the only one who thought of Fight Club and um, Marla Singer when she's looking through all the all the dryers to for anything. I would assume she was looking, you know, pulled that hat out to try to sell it or, um, you know, maybe use it herself. I totally thought of Marla in that scene. But it's cool to know that they have laundromats in, uh, in, this, in the galaxy. And um, so Twilight shows up and then, you know, it becomes all about, you know, they're taking these shady jobs, um, because they keep staying in debt, so they have to pay off the debt. They, so in this case, uh, it's working on droids. Uh, so we get Rafa and Ahsoka meeting for the first time. and You're starting to get the, the dynamic between the two Martez sisters. So, now this is a really good callback here. The droids that they're uh, working on, uh, we find out they're binary load lifters. And the reason Ahsoka recognizes them is because we've already seen her fight them in Forces of Destiny. Which, I don't know if I've ever really talked about it on the show too much, but if you didn't watch those, well, they put them on YouTube originally, and they're on Disney+. Plus. It's just some really short stories told from by Maz Kanata. It, it was intended for um, to show the heroines of Star Wars, mostly you know, the female-driven stories. And we see... And then there, there was more than one episode with Ahsoka, and there's one where she's fighting binary load lifters on Coruscant. So that, that is a, a great callback. Then we get that again. Um, you know, while they're having to shut down that one, um, you know, we see the two good cats running out of out of the garage um that's a nice dave filoni touch you know they're, they're from lethal and we even saw them on the mandalorian in live action so yeah that was nice there's one in galaxy's edge uh, uh the 
whole action here at the end. I really liked it. Just the whole idea of a runaway monster, you know, causing havoc. And again, nice visuals where they're looking down and seeing it running and bashing into things and throwing beams at the speeders that are just trying to move on by. I really like that forklift speeder that they find that they can use to capture it. So you get, get a nice little chase around the, those quote-unquote streets down there. Um, and, I mean, several people talked about it online. It, it's great that some of the citizens they showed down there are direct copies of the old Kenner figures of the Cantina creatures. Like, you know, Greedo and Walrus Man and Hammerhead. There's one other. But, I mean, they're dressed exactly like the old Kenner figures. It's great. That was a nice touch. Um, so when, you know, they're trying to... She's trying to save Trace and the speeder and the droid. Ahsoka does use the Force, you know, that one little Twi'lek notices. But, you know, she had to in that moment and was trying to be discreet about it. Um, so then the question comes up, will they find out about it? Um, you know, what is, you know, how will it affect her relationship with Trace and Rafa? <clears throat> so, you know, there's a nice little scene at the, at the end of the wharf, which when you're in, you know, multiple level with flying, sh flying speeders, you know, yeah, I guess it's a wharf, uh, but it was a nice little setting. Um, So their debts are squared, you know, uh, Soka, but Soka's just not happy with the situation, so she's going to go get her speeder fixed. Um, it'll be interesting to see over the next couple of weeks, you know, Trace and Rafa, you know, Rafa being the older sister, she's trying to take control of everything, so will Trace stand up to her at all? So we'll see. But that, that pretty much wraps it up. Um, if you've listened to the other episodes this season, I'm trying to keep these short because there'll be more time at the end of the four-episode arc to wrap it all up. But that was the episode, and it was really good. It's great to see Ahsoka again. Of course, we're going to see, you know, it chronologically, we see a lot more of her coming up. Uh, we may be seeing more of her. Um, I might address the casting news later. We'll, we'll see if anything becomes more official of that. But I, Ahsoka's a great character, uh, how she's grown, and it's good to see her at this point in her life and what she's having to deal with. But we'll be back next week with more fur from her. Um, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Radio Dakar. Um, we are on all the episodes are on most major podcast platforms: uh, Spotify, Anchor, Google Play, Overcast, uh, Apple. Um, if you, if you use Apple, please leave a review, a five-star review. That'll help people find the show. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash Radio Dakar and become a patron like Rural Farm Boy and Chris from Kentucky. Thank you, guys. Um, but that is it, and thank you for listening. And we will see you next week with another Clone Wars episode. Until then, may the Force be with you.